right. Happy Saturday. And we're What's back. What's up, Gold Diggers? Hey, guys. Yes. So today, y'all, we're going to be talking about finances, and uh, we have a very special guest. Yes. Welcoming Selena Teasley. Yes. So Selena is going to kick it off and tell us a little bit about herself and just give us a little background, Selena. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, like she said, my name is Selena Teasley and I am a financial advisor. A little bit of background. I have not always been a financial advisor. I was in uh, IT for 13 years before mm -hmm. I decided to make the switch over to being an independent business owner. Um, but what that journey, you know, kind of looked like just to give you a little bit of background. Once you're doing a career um, and you think it's somewhere you're supposed to be, sometimes life throws deter detours and curves at you and you realize that you know what maybe this isn't what i'm supposed to be doing right. and so that's what happened and that's so, the journey of a gold digger though yeah yes yeah, yeah, exactly out you know trial and error right and so through that trial and error i say it was a lot of trial though 13 years yeah. is that really considered a trial uh, <laughs> I mean, as long as you keep sticking with it yeah. yeah but then i went over to financial advising and i pretty much did that for a couple different reasons one I got tired of my income being capped. So, you know, that's why we always go into business. Mm -hmm. And then, two, I saw the need in our community. We didn't yeah. have enough people that look like myself, an African-American woman, mm -hmm. you know, trying to help the people. So yeah. that was really my biggest motivator, you know, getting that financial literacy out to people who wanted and think they had access to it. Right. And yeah. so that started a whole different type of journey that um I'm glad I'm on, and that's how I met these lovely ladies, and mm -hmm. so that's what we're going to talk about today, you know, just all things finance. You hit something um, in your intro just about the whole educational piece. Right. Uh, I think just in the black community, and we don't really share that information until it's too late, whether it's about credit, whether it's about mm -hmm. just leveling up in our finances. Um, why do you think that is? Um, it's education education of the people that are around you because you really think about what do you get a lot of your education from your You're right. personal if your circle. mama can't tell you right. about it, your grandma and didn't know so about it they yes. didn't know you know it's not for lack of they didn't want to know but sometimes if that information isn't right in front of you and right. you have to go searching for it mm -hmm. we don't have time to do that mm -hmm. and so it's just really all about what was passed down and so now it's really up to our generation in order to get that financial literacy and starting mm -hmm. to pass it down to future generations so yes. it's on us guys yeah. i think that we're more aware you know yes. as more more women go into business and we start maneuvering through some of those spaces we're more in tune to you know our finances and what it takes and just kind of knowing yeah. more yeah and then social media helps you know mm -hmm. everything is on social media and then google you yeah. know so it's like the information is more readily available now mm -hmm. than it was back then that and is so true. now we have you know we have the tools in order to learn and, mm -hmm. and be better and then like i said pass that information on that's the biggest key right. once you learn something share it yeah. yeah that's true I that's a jewel right there. it Once is you learn something, <laughs> that might not be that may need to be the quote for the day <laughs> maybe okay and that's really good because i think about like how i was big on like growing up and not really seeing like you said seeing yourself and other people mm -hmm. and like representation really matters and it's mm -hmm. like i'm glad we got we've gotten to a place now where we can actually see ourselves and others mm -hmm. and like people go before us and then just leaving it for like people younger than us like i know for instance like my nieces are always looking up to me like 
you know, wanted to work out and do fun stuff. So it's like really cool that they actually look at that and be like, you know, I want to do that. So I think that really, really matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely got to start penetrating extra spaces. Right. Like mm-hmm. this space, it's like 1% of financial advisors are black mm-hmm. females. Like yeah. we still have a lot of room to grow in right. this area, mm-hmm. but it's about getting their awareness out. Like I didn't even know anything that anything about being a financial advisor, like when I was going to school, like mm-hmm. that wasn't a thing. Right. It's, what is it? Teacher, lawyer, doctor, and you know, those are it. like the, the basics that we're taught. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody ever said, do you want to be a financial advisor? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't hear that, but that's something that's really right. needed in our community, but yeah. we're not pushed into that area. Mm-hmm. So have you always been good with money? Yes. Though? Yeah. Like even when you were younger, mm-hmm. you would, you'd like to kind of like, pocket pinch and like oh okay. not really pocket pinch but I was always doing budgets and stuff for my friends like I was the one in school like all right we got these financial yeah. aid checks mm-hmm. you know you got to pay rent for the next three then. months yeah. like that's what I was doing I was like so make sure you put three months she got that friend is gonna say that trip. no I got <laughs> that, that trip <laughs> that friend just do it <laughs> no I'm like don't be asking me for money yeah. you got this money do something with it mm-hmm. so I've always thought about that that, but it goes back to how I was raised and yeah. what I saw. But it was the opposite. It's like I'm not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. So I need to do something different. So y'all, let's not do what we saw. Let's do something different. Mm-hmm. And so that was all about money management and don't spend it all. So that's good. And and I think for me, because again, the educational part plays a big role. Yes. So you aren't you aren't necessarily taught that because you grow up grow up in poverty, mm-hmm. so your parents don't really know. And I've mm-hmm. kind of lived on this notion like of lack sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, and that just mm-hmm. kind of polish you into adulthood. If yes. you don't really learn to maneuver through the differences of like I need to save versus you know what can I spend now, right? Which leads me into the point of YOLO. You only live once, you can't take it with you. Yeah. Let's just spend it. And honestly, it could be the worst thing ever because you never mm-hmm. know what could happen. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm really trying to get into that space of like not trying to just live for the here and now. Right. And yeah. I know millennials are yes. doing that now. Oh, yes. Like, y'all be ready. Yes. Ready. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> right. And it's, it's really sometimes it's, it's a thing you have to unlearn. And I find mm-hmm. that to be the most difficult it thing. It is challenging. It is. Because I love to just go places and just mm-hmm. take off and just kind of do whatever I want without really budgeting. Like you right. said. Yeah. Right. It's almost like I'll figure it out later. Right. And it's nothing wrong with living life. Like we have to live like we have one. Right. And so we're young ones. Yeah. And so you have to live life, but you just have to do it responsibly. You know, and I hate the word budget um, because when people think budget, they think restriction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's why people don't stick to a budget because it's like, this is my money. Why well, right. I got to be restricted on right. it? Right. And so I, I try not to use the word budget when you're talking about it. It's so what more do you use? Spending plan. Okay. Spending yes. plan. Spending right. plan. So it's, it's little shifts that help you, you know, get to a better place. So if you're thinking about, I need to create a spending plan, it's not a mm-hmm. budget, that's not restricting. That's just really telling telling me or telling you, where do I need to spend my money? Mm-hmm. And so it takes the stigma out of trying to live on a budget. Yeah. And it's really all about mindset. It's like the little tricks that you have to like, like the mind games you have to right. do. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of them, spending plan. And so it's like, let's not create a budget. Let's create a spending plan. How do you need to spend your money in order to hit the goals that you talk about? Mm-hmm. So that ties directly into what you guys are always talking about, right. goal setting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, which is big. Selena has always, she's been super helpful ever since I met her 
on just helping me with my budget. And I'm just like, so thankful for that. Yeah. So <laughs> help me get back on the right path. So today, me and all the listeners, we need some help. So, <laughs> um, so like with that in mind, so what are some, I guess, some starter steps or some things that you would recommend for someone to kind of start in, you know, be educated and whether it's some apps that may be helpful, just something that can kind of steer us in the right direction. So I guess the first place to start is really trying to figure out why yeah. you need to be on this spending plan. You have to assess right? first. You have that, to do some assessments yeah. because if you put yourself on this quote unquote budget or spending plan and you don't have a reason for being on it, you're mm -hmm. not going to follow it. Or you and don't so, acknowledge your habits. Too. Right. Yeah. And so the first thing that you really have to do is create some financial goals. This is the easiest thing to do. What are you trying to do? Start small. What are you trying to do in the next six months? Say if you have a savings goal. Mm -hmm. I need to save $3,000 in the next six months, right? Mm -hmm. Break that down monthly. So now you got something tangible that you're working toward. So when you create your spending plan, you create it around this goal mm -hmm. because now I know I need to set aside this amount of money in order to hit my goal in the next six months, right? Mm -hmm. Or the next three months or whatever it is. And so it's easier to craft your spending plan around that. Mm -hmm. And inside of that, though, you might see that you have to start cutting back on certain things in order to hit the goal. Mm -hmm. So that's why Sacrifice. you start. Right. But that's why you start with the goal first, right. because it has to give you something to sacrifice for. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the easiest way, especially when you're thinking about like mindset, because I mean, there's a lot of things on the Internet right now, mm -hmm. how to save all of these apps, right? All this information is just out there right now. Right. Why are we not following it? Because mm -hmm. we're stuck in our ways. Right. <laughs> and so that really is a direct result of mindset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so before you can get in a better place financially, you got to change your mindset. Mm -hmm. And so it's a little things like tricking yourself to like think about money differently. Right. Not a budget that restricts me but a spending plan that's going to help me achieve the goals that I'm setting. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like those little tweets. And so I know people want, give me the steps, right? And I can tell you, okay, you can do this first. You can look at your expenses. I can give you all 10 steps, but you're not going to follow it if your mind is still stuck doing it the way you were doing it before. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you know, we, we've had conversations before and in follow-up meetings, you know, you're like, oh, well, I haven't done that yet, yeah. mm -hmm. you know? And so, but that's just normal. That's normal human behavior, and it's hard to get out of doing something when we've done it that way for so long. Mm -hmm. And so, honestly, the first step is getting your mind right. right. It, it really is. Really waking up and just like, okay, I got to do this. Mm -hmm. And once you, like, get firm in that, putting a plan in place is easy. That's yeah. the easy mm -hmm. part. Yeah. The hard part is the mindset piece. Mm -hmm. so. Uh, as you were talking through that, um, it's kind of amazing how it all coincides when we talk about like the ambitious woman mm -hmm. and you were talking about, you know, mindset first. So mm -hmm. even with that, you know, with you and your ambition and your goal setting, you have to really formulate in your mind. What is it that I'm trying to achieve? Mm -hmm. You know, where am I trying to go with this? What mm -hmm. are the actionable steps that I'm right. going to take to, mm -hmm. you know, achieve that? So that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Good explanation. Yeah. Yeah. And then even a little before that, so you get your mindset, you can still fall off the wagon, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I thought my mind was right, right? I, I talked to myself, I set these goals, but I'm still not really living up to what I said I was going to do. Sometimes you have to take a step back 
and figure out some things that happened in your childhood. You kind of hit on this earlier mm-hmm. that we have to unlearn. Yeah. Right. And so I challenge everybody to understand their money story. Yeah. And so in your money story, it's like, what did I hear all the time as a child? Money that to I ex- right. That's right. the biggest one. <laughs> yeah. And we internalize that yeah. and we don't realize that. That's another one, right? Like money is it's like money don't go on trees. That's the big one. I heard that a lot growing up, right? But we don't realize as adults that we carry that with us and it puts us in a mindset of like lack and not abundance and scarcity, right? And so if you're still finding that you're having trouble following your spending plan, you may have to go deeper and figure out your money story mm-hmm. and some things in your past that you have to unlearn. This is like money therapy. Yeah, yeah. it is. Like financial planning, like <laughs> once I started to really get into it, it's just like putting a spending plan together for somebody takes five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's coaching them through the mindset yeah. to stick to it and know why. Mm-hmm. That's so, just like lifestyle changes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's what I say is you just kind of all, just, yeah. yeah. It's really, and that's the work, and that's the work that we sometimes don't want to do because it's harder, right? So it's like, uh, that's the cringy part. I don't want to do that. Just give me a budget. All right, here's your spending plan. Talk to me in three months when you have not followed your spending plan and the real work can begin. Mm -hmm. So, And I think now that you're kind of like talking me through this, I think that's why it's so hard for us when it comes to when our personal finances aren't right Mm -hmm. to really try to like risk it all and jump into business credit and just like everything as it relates to our business and our finances or whatever that thing is that you're Mm -hmm. doing, you know, it's so hard for us to just maneuver through that because it's like we're not even right on a personal level with our own personal finances so when you talk about birthing a business Mm -hmm. and somebody gonna give you this loan like what are you gonna do with this you know right and a lot of times we as business owners we run our business like you said like we run our personal finances Mm -hmm. and we get into the same trouble in Mm -hmm. both areas and uh, again, it really just goes back to that mindset. Like you have to get it right. Cause you know, as business owners, there's a whole nother mindset you have yes. to get into to mm-hmm. even be in that space. Right. Mm-hmm. So now you're telling me I even got to get into this space to own my own business, but then I have to now treat my business finances differently than I treat my personal finances. Mm-hmm. And I've never learned how to do those. Right. And so it it just becomes like this snowball effect and it, it, it grows on a larger scale because your business finances are much larger sometimes than your personal finances. But it all goes back to the same principles. Yeah. So I think just so far, the key takeaway is just kind of like mindset. You yeah. really yeah. have to have that mindset shift, shift mm-hmm. and just understand, you know, going forward. Yeah. So what would you say, like, or how important is it for someone to have, like, a financial advisor or planner? It's like, would you recommend that? I'm about to go get me one. (laughs) (laughs) I recommend it. Yes. I'm a financial advisor. Five stars. (laughs) Um, But no, it's very important to go get a financial advisor. And then I'll flip the question so you guys understand. Both of you guys are trainers, right? Mm -hmm. How important is it to have a trainer? When you're trying to, when you have a fitness journey that yeah. you're going on, right? How important is it to hire a trainer? It's very important. Mm-hmm. 
because that trainer is going to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, that trainer is going to show you things that you, you just try, don't know. Focus. Right? So it's going to help you get from point A to point B a mm-hmm. lot faster mm-hmm. having somebody help you than you're trying to do it yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same way with a personal financial advisor. It's like that person's going to hold a good one, <laughs> mm-hmm. will hold you accountable, you know, and give you things that you should be doing to help you get to your, your destination a bit faster than you would on your own. So mm-hmm. it is very important. Okay. So I'm going to play the devil's advocate real quick. Uh-huh. So if your finances are already jacked up, how can I afford a financial planner or how can I afford somebody to help me get my finances together? Cause my finances are so bad. <laughs> right. And so that's a, a great question. That is a, a, a very good question. And the answer to that really goes to why I chose to go with the firm that I'm with. So you have different levels or different types of financial advisors, right? You have financial advisors that are fee based. And so a financial plan can cost anywhere from twenty five hundred to five thousand dollars if you're just fee based, right? And then you have financial advisors that are commission based. Mm-hmm. And so that's the structure that I went into the commission based simply because I knew that some of the people that I wanted to help couldn't hit that twenty five hundred or five thousand dollar mark, mm-hmm. right? And so it's finding those financial advisors that don't have an upfront fee, and they're more in a commission structure. And if you don't have the money in order to pay those higher fees, you know, work with somebody who don't charge those fees up front. And there's a lot of people that don't charge upfront planning fees, and there's a lot that do, just depends on the business structure. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the things I wanted to make people aware that financial planning can be accessible to people who don't have a lot of money. And just because your, your finances are jacked up or screwed up, like you said, that's when you really need somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. And so it's really just finding somebody that can support, you know, support you in that and won't charge the, the huge fees. And so that's why I went with my firm, because I don't charge fees for financial planning. I am more commission based. And so it gives me the opportunity to help people that wouldn't be able to pay my five thousand dollar fee for personal planning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. I like that because you don't find that often where people are really more so help versus actually being all about the money. Right. You know? But again, we're not educated on that. Either. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Until she tell us yeah. like, this is how it goes. We're more like, oh, I can't afford that. Yeah. Right. And we skip over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's understandable. Yeah. So it's like they say, your gift will make room for you, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whatever that is, do it. So what do you say um, to black millennials now? Like, what should they be doing financially? Right now, your job is to save and invest and grow as much as possible. Bottom line. It's like you need to, and and I know people hate this phrase, but we got to start living a little bit below the means that we are right now. Because we that's like to like live these IG lifestyles mm-hmm. and we can't afford them. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of our younger generation is getting caught up in. Mm-hmm. And so the focus isn't on saving and investing and growing. The focus is on stunting and being fly, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like we got to change that narrative. That is true. It's like we have to stop being consumers and start becoming more of investors. Right. And it's not just saying investing in the stock market, it's investing in yourself, investing in different businesses, investing in real estate. You know, yeah. stock market is a great option. But when I say investing, it really means investing in your overall financial goals, whatever that looks like. Right. But you gotta place more emphasis on that 
than being a total consumer and just trying to get the latest whatever's out there. Mm-hmm. And so that's my advice is like first flip that mindset of being a consumer to being more of an investor and just making sure that you're saving and you're trying to grow something for the future. Like mm-hmm. you said earlier, YOLO, that's the thing that's out right now. Yeah. You're going to YOLO and look up in your 50 and you're going to be like, broke. <laughs> right. Oh, no. So, yeah, right. And things are, no. things are different, right? Like we don't have pensions and stuff yeah, like our parents right. had. No. You know, we don't have that. So it's like we have to think about things like that because you want to live a long life. Mm-hmm. It's like we want to live a long life, but we don't plan like we want to live a long life. Mm-hmm. So it's like you you gotta you gotta change that mentality a little bit. And if you mm-hmm. wanna have the IG lifestyle, you need to make that money. That's like I'm true. not saying don't have a lifestyle. You just need to make the money to support the lifestyle. That's true. To go along with it. Right. But we're not doing that. We have a lifestyle with no money. Right. <laughs> everything is a flick. So right. you, know, you can't even really take that for face value, what you see on social media. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Very flashy and riches. I don't know what it was the opposite of rich, but oh. it was just like, Corey is pretty flashy. Like, mm-hmm. people always want to be like, I it is. To know, like I they want to show can. you they yeah. got money. Yeah, yeah, people with money, they don't care right. to right. let you know they got money or they not. They drive, they beat up car and they right. shoes that's 15 years right. old. And then you go up to their house and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. But it's that's just, again, it all goes back to mindset mm-hmm. and mentality. Like, even I know this is a financial talk, it's really mindset. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, I mean, everything begins there. So yeah. if you can't get that right, nothing will fall in place. Mm-hmm. So I get that. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, too, um, about credit card debt. Uh-huh. Um, what are some steps to kind of support getting out of debt? <laughs> Step number one, stop the bleeding. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I froze my credit cards. Right. That's that's one strategy. Freezing. You got to stop using them. Like, you'd be surprised at how many people say, I'm trying to pay off my credit cards, mm. right? But I'm still using them. I know, right? Okay. <laughs> so she's over here looking to the left. Like, stop the bleeding. Because I can't help you get out of credit card debt if you constantly just shoveling the dirt on top of it. Like, you got to stop the bleeding. So one way, like she said, freeze her credit cards. Another way that I tell people, they don't want to freeze their credit cards. Take all their credit cards and wrap them in a rubber band. Take a sheet of paper and write something on that, that sheet of paper that means something to you. And so words like financial freedom, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that, things that are going to something that's going to make you think twice about using the credit cards, Mm -hmm. wrap that piece of paper up in the credit cards and put it in your drawer. So when you are thinking about it and you go in your drawer to get that credit card, you see that note Mm -hmm. and hopefully that note invokes something in you where you just wrap it up and put it in there. The third thing, your Google wallet, clear it. Because it's easy to just be online. Like now, we don't even really have to go get the physical card. You're right. Because it's stored sure. in your just, Google wallet, it's mm-hmm. on your phone. Yeah, I don't even use that. Remove access. Right. Like, <laughs> you got to remove I access. <laughs> if you don't remove the access, you're going to be yeah. like, uh-huh. That's true. So, you got to remove the access. So, one, stop the bleeding. And then, once we stop the bleeding, we can figure out how to pay them off. Okay. Um. One more question before we wrap up. We got about like five, six more minutes. But um, 
what's a red zone bleed like? Because sometimes <laughs> <laughs> she needs no one on one time. Everybody needs this advice too. Because right. I mean, you think no. that you're in credit card debt with like three thousand dollars worth of credit card debt, and it's like, well, are you really? <laughs> so like, what's considered bad? Like, like, so what, like what's, what's considered? Not, it's, it's still debt. It, okay, it, so either so way you look at it, it's a yeah, credit card debt because you have to think about it. So we're talking purely mm -hmm. money terms. Look at the interest you're paying on this three thousand, right? Mm -hmm. And the things yeah. that you put in, and you know, credit cards can be nineteen point ninety nine percent all the way up to twenty something percent. So it's like you're paying twenty percent on something you bought six months ago that cost two hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. So it's like you you got to pay it off for that interest like i use credit cards right because i love points like mm -hmm. my my favorite credit card is my sky miles card because mm -hmm. i like to travel but what i do is i use it and i pay it off mm -hmm. if i can't pay it off that month i can't afford it okay and so you have to start thinking about what can i afford for real okay so yeah so right. three thousand dollars yes it's not a lot but still try to get out of still it because you're it. paying that interest on it so how it's not really three thousand yes gotcha mm -hmm. all right well good good talk um could you let us know like where to find you like your social media handles how to get in touch with you yes so right now i am on linkedin um and you can find me on linkedin as selena merrill i haven't updated my name yet i just got married so yeah. i'm still selena merrill on linkedin as m-e-r-r-i-l-l -L. so if you want to have a further conversation just go on my dm shoot me a quick question um, i have a couple DMs. of links <laughs> on my page where you can actually just hop on my calendar if you want to um and just for my future business owners just to let you know i'm actually creating a program specifically for you guys so yes. that'll be coming soon so um i'll give more information about that a little bit later but just coming soon for my business owners who have started a business and they really that they're running their business finances like their personal finances mm -hmm. I have something special for you guys and we can't so, wait to see that yeah, yeah. it's gonna be great yeah so hopefully Girl the boss. ladies that have me back on and yeah. I can talk straight business finances yeah. for sure <laughs> definitely gonna bring you back <laughs> um so Ty um, let us know where to find you Oh, wait, first of all, <laughs> we find us. <laughs> you can find us, um, you follow us, don't forget to follow us at Go Dig Her. That's G-O-A-L-D-I-G-G-H-3-R. That's on Instagram and Facebook. And also you can email us uh, at Go Dig Her at gmail.com. So we're going to end off with the quote as we always do. So we leave another nugget before we end our session today. Yes. And you can find me at just kicking oh it. God. She forgot to say that part. Um, and our quotes, I have a, I have a few actually. Okay. Right? So I got some jewels got? to drop. Come on. Actually, drop you jewels. don't mind. I have one as well. All right. Okay. So, so, go ahead. On, Selena. Yeah, go for it. So we're going to drop mine first. So this one's from Tony Robbins. I don't know if you guys follow Tony Robbins, but he's a mm -hmm. motivational speaker. Um, so one in the one of my favorite quotes from him it says, "Energy flows where attention goes." Mm -hmm. To get what you really want in life, you need to have a clear goal that has purpose and meaning behind it. Once this is in place, you can focus your energy on the goal and become obsessive about it. When you learn how to focus your energy, amazing things happen. All right, nice. Yes. Good quote. All right, my nuggets are once you learn it, share it. Save, invest, and grow. Live below your means 
and stop the bleeding. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good talk. Good talk. I love this, guys. And I'm looking forward to Selena coming back, sharing us, sharing with us her business plans and what she has cooking up. So, uh, again, don't forget to follow us, subscribe. We have some really great things coming up. And we look forward to seeing you guys soon. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you.